everyone and welcome back to the She Can, She Did podcast and this bonus series focused on the theme, We Can, We Will, weather this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. If we haven't had the chance to chat yet, hello, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. On Monday afternoon, I had a Zoom call with the award-winning sister duo that are Gracie and Sophie Tyrrell, co-founders of the 100% natural, gluten-free and plant-based snack range that is Squirrel Sisters, aka some of the yummiest snacks on the market at the moment in my opinion, made all the more special by the fact that the brand has been self-funded from day one and is stocked in everywhere from Whole Foods and Selfridges to Planet Organic, Waitrose, BP and Ocado plus many more but would be here for ages if I listed them all. With a noticeable drop in wholesale orders over the past few weeks, however, given that so many of the brand's wholesalers stock offices and cafes, along with understandable disruption with some of the delivery companies at present, I wanted to find out what impact the coronavirus has had on the Squirrel Sisters business model to date and how they're both adapting and finding ways to encourage sales elsewhere. Away from Strictly Business, though, I'm so used to popping on Instagram and seeing the two sisters working together each day, with Sophie's unbelievably cute baby daughter Lola always close by too of course. Given that the current lockdown has thrown many a spanner into the works when it comes to our day-to-day routines, I also wanted to find out how the two sisters are adapting to this temporary way of life in their separate homes at the moment, and their advice for all of us should we find ourselves struggling to create a new routine too. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. Obviously, like we were just saying, um, it's been a bit of a surreal few weeks for everyone at the moment. But for you both, what impact has the coronavirus had on on your business so far? And how has that kind of played out over the course of the past, let's go, fortnight? So the biggest impact would definitely be the amount of sales coming in. So a lot of our customers are wholesalers and distributors who work with cafes and offices, for example. So there aren't any orders coming in from them. The orders with our larger retailers are kind of steady, but the difficulty is actually delivering them. So our logistics company has had real issues because their volume of orders has gone up. So therefore, the quantity of orders going out has kind of I don't know things just keep going wrong basically and then at the other end to take weight shows for example they're obviously having huge volume increase in terms of the number of deliveries arriving so then there are things that are going wrong at that end so it seems to be kind of settling down now but it was like a massive kind of we kept getting order failures from that so that's been the biggest thing really is yeah turnover and logistics But we've also, on a positive note, seen a lot more direct orders, which has been fantastic. That's amazing. In terms of how that played out, though, over the past fortnight, Sophie, how how did it kind of play out in your head in terms of how you both kind of approached that? Oh, because I'm guessing it wasn't just a case of overnight it changed. It was like every day, I guess, things started to go downhill. So what did you do to address all those issues that kept cropping up to make sure that you kind of stayed in control of it? Uh, I suppose it was just communication. So trying to understand what where the problem lay and just doing our best to support people so that that didn't happen, letting, you know, Waitrose know that things were going wrong, finding out uh, how we could overcome things and just all working together, really. But it did feel like things just suddenly started going wrong, actually. It, was, it wasn't 
a slow drop off. It felt like it's suddenly just everyone <laughs> just dropped the ball, but it wasn't anyone's fault because there were too many new balls in the air, I guess. <laughs> Do you know what? In hindsight, now I think about it, I'm like, that was such a stupid question because for me as well, it did feel like there was like two days where suddenly it just changed and then it was like, oh, yeah. like everything yeah. suddenly really serious. No, it's so true. Gracie, for you, what, I mean, I've, I've kind of seen on your Instagram account, I was having a peek earlier and I think it was the 19th of March where you started like addressing the fact that there was an impact on the business so what are your biggest concerns right now um so starting with the positive (laughs) we're quite a lean business already so we didn't have an office with just a team of two so that's really positive with this current situation because we haven't got to pay people apart from ourselves and we haven't got to find the money to pay for an office so that's really positive but the biggest concerns obviously we have prepared stock so we've have recently done you need quite big production runs so we have a lot of stock that we don't want to be sitting on and the other thing is that we are quite concerned that we may not get paid from some of our customers because a lot of them do actually supply cafes small independent shops and small businesses so that is quite a worry but one thing Sophie mentioned is that obviously we are getting a lot more orders online now so we're hoping that although orders have slowed down elsewhere they'll pick up via our online offering has that been a conscious effort on both of your parts to really encourage that or have you just seen that naturally? We, I suppose we've seen it quite naturally. We've done um, a couple of Instagram posts and stories letting people know and we've also created a discount code for everyone to, to use just to kind of make our products more affordable and accessible to everybody. And we're also offering a discount code for all NHS workers as well. So um, yeah, I suppose with the code that has created a bit of a bit more increase, but um, overall it has happened quite naturally. And I think because online supermarkets and or online, you know, like Ocado or food delivery services are all just absolutely packed full of people <laughs> right now. That And our website is kind of, it is, not as well known I suppose as something like a card so having kind of put that out there people are now aware that they can buy in bulk on our website and they don't have to queue and it gets delivered straight to their door and they're not going to get stuck in um, a three-hour queue waiting to get onto a card so the kind of kitchen cupboard well not kitchen cupboard but yeah just kind of essential snacks it's it's good for that have you had any concerns from customers about, because I know for a lot of product-based businesses, I've been kind of going onto websites and looking at how they've got like COVID-19 sections and there's a Q&A bit about things like, does the coronavirus travel with deliveries and stuff? Have you had any people reach out about ordering stuff from your website and the kind of health and safety of it and all of that kind of stuff? Or do, or do you have any advice for, I guess, any product-based business owner listening to this about how to deal with an, a question like that? We actually haven't um, anyone contact us about that, but I mean, our products are pretty safe. They're pre, they're packaged already, so the actual product is fine. So what I would suggest doing, what I do if I get any food, is just wipe it down um, with an antibacterial cloth. You won't. I mean, it's not that extreme. And also, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm I'm sure on cardboard, it's so fine. It doesn't. It doesn't travel. Like that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's Apparently, like in the post the virus doesn't like stay on a parcel yeah. so it's safe it's just more like I guess managing those concerns I suppose yeah I mean luckily we haven't had anyone reach out to us yet but yeah if we do we would we would explain that yes yeah, it's, it's fine and yeah if someone is really nervous about it just get an antibacterial wipe or just leave it out for you know 24 hours and I'm sure yeah it, it would be fine but I've been wiping down anything I buy that has like plastic <laughs> <laughs> and ridiculously careful 
No, but it's, it's so true though, isn't it? Like what is forced everyone's becoming complete clean freaks. I love it. Um, Sophie, I saw a post about how your husband's at home. You've obviously got Lola and the two of you, are. I'm so used to seeing you both on your Instagram stories together. How has it played out in a kind of day by day? How is the daily nine to five in inverted commas? I know it doesn't ever look like that, but how has that been impacted by this? And what's your advice, I suppose, for anyone listening to this? I know my partner's in the other room working at the moment. Like how, how are you dealing with it? So what we realised quite quickly was that we had to have a kind of schedule, which sounds a bit ridiculous, but because we've got Lola, we, you know, it's, it feels like we're wasting time if we're together with her, just because like one of us could be getting on with something. Um, and we were all in the kitchen, it was just a nightmare. So we, because the nursery is now closed, Ian's work being really flexible, but he also has a lot of work on and his job's a lot more stable as well. So we need to make sure that he's contributing as much as he can to that. So I've got the morning where he's got later and I can really focus. And then I'm kind of doing what I was doing before, getting up early. And actually, because he's not commuting, he has got more time to look after her. So rather than him leaving at eight, I can work right up until she wakes up from her first nap, which is brilliant. So I have got a bit more time, but yes, I think it's about organisation, having someone accountable for things because the house is a lot more messy and there are a lot more jobs to do. So it sounds so stupid, but it is really important because, you know, the floor's a lot more messy. Ian's in charge of hoovering. <laughs> so... I got out of that one but um that's really what we we've been doing to work together and make sure that we've both got our own space to work so that we can have a clear head and get on with things and feel like we're being productive and actually be productive as well no but it's so so true it's kind of the same here I can't work if it's messy I'm not used to working in the flat I like getting out and I obviously I've told you both before but I work at my parents house just to feel like I'm going to work and it's just Mm. like I've just had to rearrange the flat so that it feels like I've got a a work bit and a home bit it's yeah odd um Gracie I saw that you were running up and down the stairs in your flat which I literally loved so how how are you both kind of um I suppose making sure you're looking after yourself given the that the I think the main things that seem to be cropping up for everyone is that it's the uncertainty of not knowing how long this is going to go on for and that combined with the fact that you're already you know you've got so much on your plate how are you looking after yourself um, so we actually uh, chatted about this the other day. I think it's very easy for people to put pressure on themselves. And for us, we, you know, we're like, oh God, you know, things have quietened down in some areas of business that we feel like we should be doing this and ah. So we just said, you know, we let's just take the pressure off. You know, this situation can't be changed right now. So we may as well embrace it and kind of use the time that would normally be used for other things in positive ways. So yeah, getting out and doing exercise, obviously that's only allowed once a day. So if you can't, then if you've got a staircase, that's <laughs> really <laughs> handy. Um, but I think, yeah, just taking time to just enjoy this kind of peacefulness. Because I suppose, you know, this isn't usual. You know, you're working from home, you're not having to commute. Work may have quietened down a bit. So it's just kind of finding ways to use this time in a positive way. And um, yeah, for, for both of us, getting out and kind of getting some fresh air, going for a walk and getting our body moving really does make all the difference like yesterday I was starting to feel a bit like oh god like almost cabin fevery and Mm -hmm. um I ended up going out and going for a five mile walk and it just totally changed my whole mindset and um and then made a really nice homemade meal and yeah it just felt really good and also a glass of wine now and again (laughs) (laughs) I'm like now and again every night (laughs) night. (laughs) Um, and what about you Sophie 
So very similar to Grace in terms of like physical exercise and trying to get out every day and get some fresh air. And something that I do, which sounds really stupid, but it really helps me is like lying down and putting my legs up a wall. I don't know why. I, I can't remember the exact reason, but it's meant to like actually be really good for you. And I've always been quite like a big fan of meditation, even though I never get around to doing it. But now I have Ian around, I can say, right, you know, 20 minutes or even five minutes, I'm going to go and put my legs up. <laughs> I stopped trying to make him do it. Um, but the other thing we're both doing as well is we've, we've volunteered for this NHS army. So we're nearly all set up and good to go. So we're going to, I mean, neither of us are able to get out and about. So I've got Lola and Gracie doesn't have a car, but we're going to do the calls. And I think that that's something that is a real positive and it makes this weird time feel, you know, like at least you you can help because I think that's the other thing. It, even though it might not be directly stressful, it is quite an overwhelming situation and it's quite weird where even when you go out and everyone's avoiding you and, you know, it just feels very strange. So that will hopefully, you know, it will actually make a difference to some people. And from that perspective, when we come out the other side, we can say, yeah, this is what we did. And, you know, we're trying to encourage as many people as possible to do it with us, really. That's amazing. I feel like hats off given how much you're already juggling yeah because I've seen that going around like and a few a few friends have signed up oh maybe I need to I feel like like I should do that now things you can do on it like you can either just call people and that for us is really easy to do you know we can set aside 15 minutes in an evening or something or at some point during the day to call someone and rather than having to go out and deliver stuff you don't necessarily have to do that and I think that probably make quite a big difference with the calls as well yeah that's amazing Um, I was I was going to actually ask you because I saw that you're donating is it to NHS in uh, Bath is it Bath Hospital or something um the Forever Friends Appeal charity um which works with the RUH in Bath which is where we're uh, where we grew up in Bath um so yeah we donated lots of bars to the care packages so they created these really lovely care packages for all the NHS workers who are having to kind of stay on site during this time so yeah and um, we're thinking of other ways to kind of help and um yeah kind of speaking to other hospitals as well because we're hoping to kind of do lots of donations during this time yeah, that's amazing. Um, one other question that I wanted to kind of touch upon what with both of you is given, you know, how the food industry, there's so many different brands out there and everyone's kind of doing their bit to, to kind of help and promote their kind of whatever they're offering. How, how supportive is that community at the moment? Um, I think it's really supportive. I think there are, you know, we might have had coffees lined up or calls and things and we can still speak to people but I suppose we're online a lot more so it's looking at what other people are doing and you know just being encouraging talking about what we're doing more especially because we can't get together we're just actually talking about what we're doing because you know I suppose it's an outlet but also it's maybe would inspire people to do some like Gracie's stair thing for example it's really good to just put that up out there and show that and then we had loads of comments of people being like oh that's such a good idea and then it's like commenting on other people's stuff or showing so actually something else I'm trying to do is if I ever need to buy a present or you know I'm we're trying not to spend too much money because you don't know what's going to happen but if you do have to buy something it's supporting other small businesses and and making sure we're talking about that so Gracie got me a really sweet Mother's Day present such a good sister and (laughs) it was from a small business and then she did a post about it and talked about it so then some other people commented being like oh that's amazing I need to get that and so I think, yeah, it's really, people are just 
doing it more online, I suppose. Yeah, I love that. And, and and I suppose just rolling with that, there's been a few posts that I've seen about kind of comparison culture and all of this, given that we've all got so much time on our hands at the moment. So what's your advice, I suppose, for business owners when you see other people in your similar industry doing things? How, how do you two, given everything that's going on in the food industry, everyone's doing these different offers, how do you two stay focused and not let that kind of comparison affect you? I suppose yeah. we early on when we first started Swarovski, we were um, really getting affected by other brands that were sort of in a similar area to us. So we just really try not to look at it now. Or if it's really positive, we'll kind of reach out to them and kind of get involved and yeah, join in with them. But yeah, we try to kind of do what's right for us and always stick to our values and what we're about. And I think that's what has got us to this stage right now as a team of just two without investment is that we have just stayed very true to who we are and our values and not kind of just done something for the sake of it so yeah I suppose that's how really yes I love that no I know that was a bit of a random one thrown in there but I thought I'd ask anyway <laughs> um okay so rounding up then if you could offer any words of advice for any female founder listening to this right now or founder in general that's just trying to I suppose get to grips with the situation that we found ourselves in what would you say to them um I would say talk to other people try and get in touch with people get involved in something you know like the NHS army thing that's going to make a positive impact during this time and look at ways that you can give back but still keep going. So, you know, like with our discount codes that we're doing, it's like trying to help people eat healthily, especially people who have allergies in households, people who are working for the NHS. But obviously we still are a really small business, so we need to cover our costs. So it's just finding that balance and trying to do what you can to make it better for other people, I suppose. And yeah, but talking to other people and taking inspiration as well from what other people are doing. Yeah, love that. Okay, and very last question then, once we're out the other side of this how are you both going to reward yourselves so we'll do lots of things but the main thing the first thing we're going to do is drive back to bath where our mum and dad are and have a big party in the garden with a bottle of something very nice it's <laughs> 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 really hard actually not seeing them as well and um yeah so that is the first thing we're going to do yeah. I love that do you know what it's the exact same chat that I had with my family last night in our little whatsapp group I'm just so so ready for yeah just seeing them my dad, my dad was like it's gonna be mega <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that thank you both so much I really appreciate it and like completely um understand how busy you are so it means a lot so thank you oh thanks for having us on Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. It genuinely means so much to me and I really, really do appreciate it, especially given how busy everyone is right now. If you found this episode to be useful in some way, shape or form, it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate, review and subscribe to the She Can, She Did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general, to be honest, to give this series a little boost. Between you and me, rumour has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors 
answers. And I don't know about you, but I could really use one of those right now. <laughs> if you are new to the She Can, She Did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too, please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well. There's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there. Have a great day, girls. Keep going. And please do tune in tomorrow.